Hey, it's your boy OG Bernie. You're now live and direct to the Left Red Podcast, available on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Click and enjoy. Burn! Hey, we back on another episode of the Left Red Podcast. You can find me everywhere on Google, iTunes, Spotify, and even on Anchor. Let's break down some of the topics I got today. Topic number one, Sasha Pink's well, if anybody watched WWE, Sasha Banks is a performance wrestler for the Diva Division. And she's been on some type of controversy ever since the WrestleMania because, one, her and Bailey, another wrestler, lost the tag team titles to, of all people, the Iconics. Now, who's the Iconics? I'm not going to even break it down to you. If y'all watch WWE, if you watch wrestling, then you will know who the Iconics are. Just like you would know Bailey and Sasha Banks. I'm not here to tell you who they are. I'm going to break down Sasha Banks' issue. Sasha Banks right now, as young as she is, she's been, in her words, used, not used properly. Well, duh. Let's, let's, you guys understand, the WWE is bigger than ever. The roster is bigger than ever. So much so that two brands, like between Raw and SmackDown, can't fit all these guys. You got NXT UK, you got NXT, you even got 205 Live. But the brand is still so many. It's so many. It's so much wrestlers right now that somebody's gonna fall down. Somebody's gonna get a push. Time and time again, Sasha Banks has gotten pushes, and sometimes she ain't get a push. She's a former Raw champion, and she's a former WWE Women's Tag Team champion. So give credit where credit is due. She does work. She does work. She does work her butt off. Them do everything to you know to please the crowd. And you know, whatever backstage heat she's been going through right now. This is what I'm going to say. You're under contract. The fact that you're showing out and complaining is not, is unnecessary. I wish the best. I, that's all I can say is I wish the best. But so far, the whole notion of you flipping out, have attitude because you was told otherwise. This is Vince McMahon running WWE at the end of the day. That's what happens. He's the same guy. That after 21 straight WrestleMania wins, told him to put Brock Lesnar over to break the streak. And he did, he, he put Brock Lesnar over. Streak is over. He's the same guy that same night on WrestleMania that put Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's over both Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton all on the same night to give Daniel Bryan a championship. Recently in this WrestleMania, Becky Lynch. Daniel Bryan, well not Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, and Seth Rollins, all babyface, all winning championships. He put them all over. You get what you get. This is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is running the show. The day that he does, and the day that Shane or Stephanie or Triple H runs the show, everything will be different. I, I believe so. Until then, Sasha Banks, please suck it up. You're not gonna get no type of favors because if you could do that in WWE, who to say that you can you can do it in AEW or Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor or even New Japan Wrestling? Those are some of the bigger you know. After WWE, those are some of the you know well-known wrestling you know corporations. Unless you go to Lucha Libre or the indie scenes, but that's not gonna be the case. So Sasha Banks, I'll say one more time, get a grip. This is WWE. Shit goes left. Even when it looks right, it goes left. You just got to take it for what it is. Continue on your career. 
you're still a young person dude. let's not forget you're only 27 it's not like you're at Charlotte's age or Becky or even Rhonda and they're all in their 30s right now when you're definitely in a ripe age right now and you're in your prime right now to go on a, a decade run of being the champion you you just got you just got to look at it for what it is right now you're a multiple time champion you done you had us you had you had even though your championship runs ain't been successful you're your champion there's gonna be more great matches to come you was an NXT champion you headlined the first ever female paper well not well you was part of evolution you and Charlotte Flair had what y'all y'all main invented for the first time in females history in WWE and ever since last year, coming to right now, the, the whole female evolution has taken place for you, for you girls. Yeah, and y'all earned it. Yeah, you and you're in, you're one of the reasons why this females division is as strong as it's ever been before. Even in the era of Trish Stratus or Lita or even China, it's never been this big before until now. So hopefully, you can continue on. It is WWE or whatever, but if it's somewhere else. You gotta understand, this is the business of it. It's not gonna work out to what you are. If that was the case, somebody else is gonna get mad. Now, I don't know about what's going on between her or Alexa Bliss. I don't know about that. I'm just, I'm gonna just focus on Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, you're a phenomenal wrestler. Do I think you're the best wrestler in the female division? Hands down, no. I think it's a work. I. You just got a lot. You got you got a lot more years, a lot more years to go, especially as young as you are. Just keep it up. Everything work out. Hey, Charles Barkley, what's good? Let me talk to you for a minute, my brother. Let me talk to you because it seems like you're funny. You funny as hell. Let me, as much of a great NBA player you was in your prom, one of the best power forwards ever. Just the, just the, maybe, maybe the greatest player never to win a ring. <coughs> Not knocking you. I'm just calling it like it is. You're a great player. And one hell of a funny commentator on TNT or wherever you're at right now. Here I got a problem with what you just said with the Trailblazers winning or going to NBA Finals or winning the West. No, 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 and hell no. Let's be clear. Even without the Marcus Cousins. This team was, the Warriors was still a high power offense with a superb defense that can still blow you out this park. So, even without the availability of DeMarcus Cousins, the Warriors still got Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, when the chips is on, on the line, he'll eat it all up and he'll violate. Steph Curry, we didn't even mention Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Let them go up on the three parade and it's over for everybody. That's one. Two, James Harden is going to win his second straight MVP. They're back on full strength with Capella, with so many new pieces, and, well, Chris Paul. You got to go past them. And I don't see you winning in any type of shootout with that team, let alone a guy who almost averaged 37 points a game this whole season. I don't see that happening. Okay, now let's see. Let's, let's look at a couple other teams. If you don't talk about them. You still gotta get past the Thunder if you beat the Thunder in the series. 
you still gotta get past them. I and personally, I don't feel like. And I said I put the upset with them beating you guys because Westbrook, Westbrook is a monster. For all the doubts that everybody have on Westbrook, Westbrook can play. He gives it every. He gives it everything. He gives one hundred percent every game. He's maybe he is the best all around player in basketball. I don't care what nobody says. Ain't nobody putting up the numbers he's putting up. You can call it stat pattern. You can call it whatever. He is the he's the number one. He's and then you got um, Paul George. Now debate on his injury or not. If he's not injured, Paul George is taking time off to go off on anybody for over forty points. Give you a couple steals. He's a great defensive player. Both of them are wing players. Now you can now the Jazz the you can well, you, know, you ain't got to worry about the Jazz. The Jazz ain't going nowhere. They're going. They're not going far. I don't. I can see you being the Jazz. I can see you being the Clippers. And well, that's about it. I, that's the only two teams I can see you beating. If there was like a matchup in the playoffs, every other team I don't see you beating. Warriors, you gotta get past the Splash Brothers and KD and Draymond. You're not being them. Houston got Houston got a. Houston got a defense for once right now under Dan Tony. And James Harden has just elevated his level of play 100%. You're not beating them. The Spurs automatically, the players might be a matchup disaster, but at the same time, Craig Popovich, you give him a you give him two days to figure out how to beat this team, he'll beat this team systematically. You're not beating the Spurs. The Thunder, Paul George stays healthy. Westbrook don't make dumb shots. They can beat you. I don't see the Trailblazers getting out the West. Now, this is the reason why I had in my pick what I had in my pick when I had the Thunder making the upset over the Trailblazers. I forgot how many by how many games, maybe six or seven. Is because the mat the matchup between those two, all Westbrook do all Westbrook have to do is get on a hot streak, and that's it. He get on a hot streak. This series is gonna be over eventually. I don't know how by how many games. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel like the Trailblazers are equipped to handle them. And okay, say if they do beat them, you gotta face the number two seed, I believe. And the number two seed would be the Nuggets if the Nuggets handle their business against the Spurs, which I don't, which I still don't feel like they will. Also, that's why I had the Spurs against the Trailblazers, and I think the Spurs will beat them. Now. If the Nuggets and Trailblazers face each other, you might listen. Trailblazers might have a chance. That'll be the only thing I can say about that. Trailblazers might have a chance. The three teams I feel like they can beat in the, in the West right now would be the Jazz, will be the Clippers, and the Nuggets. Clippers, Clippers, other than Lou Williams, don't got that much of an offense. Nuggets, they're a very young team. They're inexperienced, especially with their starting lineup. They're, they're not, uh, other than Paul Millsap and Isaiah Thomas, most of these guys have never been to plus before. And then, um, what, what, what was I saying? The Jazz. The Jazz, no no knock on Don, no knock on these guys right now. I'm I'm happy the Jazz, are, you know, they had a solid season, but they're just, a, they're just a playoff filler. They're not no team that can contend in the West. They got no big guys after Donovan Mitchell that can do anything. And I'm not even looking at Donovan Mitchell as a superstar. He's, he's just an all-star. They're not going far. I don't believe the Trailblazers, even with the... Listen, they, you lost your center for the rest of the year. 
Eric Kenta, he's a solid guy from, you know, he can put up points. He can put up double-doubles. He can't defend. And you got nobody in this team that can really defend, really. You have to really go in a shootout. And Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum have to both average 30 points, maybe 40 points, just to get them within reach of even getting to the Western Conference Finals. But I'm not saying they can't. Because of the schedule that they got right now, they get past the Thunder. And they do face the, you know, they do face the Spurs or the Nuggets. They have a punch of chance to even get deep into into the Western Conference until they have to either face maybe the Rockets, which I think the Rockets would knock out the Jazz, or the Warriors, who I feel like they're gonna knock out the Clippers. Overall, I don't think the Thunder, uh, not the Thunder, I don't think the Trailblazers is gonna beat the Thunder, despite them being up two games is one right now. They're not. Eventually, Damian Lillard's gonna crack under Westbrook. Westbrook, as long as Westbrook continue his play right now, Paul and then Paul George, you know, whatever he's going for right now, he plays back to the level that he can at least play at least 70%. And then, the, you know, the shooters around that Thunder teams, they start shooting. I feel like, the you know, they'll be, they'll, it'll be over in six games, if not seven. I, I see the Thunder making a run right now. They're going to win game four. And from there, you, you'll, you'll see how everything starts shaking out for them. I am who I am. You know who I am. Those are the words by Kevin Durant after days, maybe a day after the epic collapse that they had. 31 point lead against the Clippers in game two. And they let all that slip away. The Clippers came back and beat them by four. They had no business of even winning that game. The fact that they were able to beat them in the Oracle in Oakland. This is both. This is two rivalry teams. Ever since this whole Sprash Brothers got formated and they started becoming a dynasty, and even more after Durant came in, and much more after Cousins came in. While the Warriors are chasing rings, the Clippers are trying to build a foundation so they could be in a position to chase rings one day. And second half. Up 31 points, you would have thought that this was over. And it wasn't the case. Durant's been struggling. You get more turnovers than shots. He fouled out. First game, he got ejected. The Clippers was in his head. That's it. Patrick Beverly, who, as great as a defensive play he has been, he struggled offensively this year. He's a career average 12 points a game scorer. He's a hustle guy. He, he's not. He he's gonna get in your face if he can If he's not, like I said, he he got you got pick. You got pick one of the two things. Either you're gonna be a great scorer, or you're gonna be one of them guys that's gonna really be a nuisance. He is a nuisance, and the rant for the first two games, he was getting. He was getting. He was he was getting handled too. No, he was getting handled. He was really looking like a punk right now. Games game three. He, he he became what we all envisioned. Actually, not even envisioned. We all have seen this before by this guy. Kevin Durant, I don't know. I don't know where he's... Kevin... How can I say this perfectly? Kevin Durant has never been alpha male. He's never been alpha male in... I don't think he was alpha male in Texas. 
he had a solid foundation around that Texas club, but he wasn't an alpha male. In Oklahoma City, where everybody looked at him as the star, the main guy, the guy who would take the last shot, most of the time it was the further Westbrook. He was not the alpha male. Westbrook was the alpha male. And I think the conflict of what it was made, I guess, Durant insecure about himself. He came to a team where this is a pass-friendly team. Who's going to judge him for, for being not being assertive? Who's going to judge him for not being the alpha male? He in the, he's in a team where they pass the ball, open shots. They emphasize passing. That's the first thing they do. S- second thing they do is shoot the threes like nothing. Switch. Anything. Third they do is defense. All worked out for the Warriors. For the last two championships, Durant has been the man. He's been the man against the, those Cavalier teams. And honestly, nobody can stop him. This year, what, you know... He signed, he signed two more years right now with an opt-out after one. It's all likelihood that he's going to leave after this year. And, you know, whether it's New York or the Wizards or the Nets or even joining LeBron and the Lakers or be the guy in the Clippers, the question remains, can Durant be prolific? Can he be dominant? Can he be at alpha male? He didn't show in the OKC. That's why he left. As much as you, you was a guy, you was the quote-unquote the man and the Warriors winning the finals MVP and helping them win two more rings, you kind of ain't the alpha male. If you want to be all likelihood, you're not even the leader. You're not even the man on that team. The man on that team is Steph Curry. The alpha male on that team, in a sense, is Draymond Green. And... You know, I'm not I'm not saying he's not liked in OKC. Um, not OKC. And well, I don't know about OKC. OKC, they don't like him no more. But in Oakland, the Golden, you know, the Warriors love him. But they love the guys that they drafted, that helped, you know, build that character for them to be champions. We, with Raymond and Stephen Clay, those guys in particular, at Iguodala, at Sean Livingston, and they made a, you know. They made a right. They made a nucleus of lovable of lovable people. At Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, he was part of the guys, you know. But don't forget, he is also an elite scorer who can at will score. He can score sixty points in his sleep. <laughs> you have him team up with other elite scorers, and wow, voila, you're winning championships left and right. So what I'm trying to say is to to Durant right now is. You have the tools to be an all-time great. You can make this playoff into the playoffs to remember. There is no LeBron James right now, so this is so right now. LeBron is not stopping you from getting your third straight championship. You're stopping yourself from getting your third straight championship. You are in position right now to just destroy everybody at will. Once you, especially. As great of a player you are, you're the best player on the Warriors club. Hands down. If you just start being assertive right now, if you start taking the alpha male role and just say, you know what, let me handle this right now. Especially with the fact that DeMarcus Cousin might be done for the rest of the season right now after hurting his legs again. I hope he gets better. This now is, is kind of, I'm, I'm feeling sorry for DeMarcus Cousin right now that he's not going to be able to play again this year. But I'll talk about him. I'll talk about him later on 
in this you know episode let me just focus on this topic i'll say this like i'll say it again be it you gotta be the alpha male if you're the alpha male if you're if you're being aggressive if you're attacking that will against this clipper squad they're not gonna win no more games next round whoever you face between the jazz or rockets you do the same thing you did with the, this clippers squad they won't win you go to the western conference finals with that same mentality whoever you're facing they won't win and the i'm not saying the east are weak because there's four teams out of the east if you think about it between milwaukee the sixers the celtics and the raptors the warriors match match very well against all of them until a point where they can shoot the lights out and if Durant struggles curry won't struggle if he struggles clay will not struggle and whoever comes who and listen don't and draymond does Draymond have one of them out of out of out of day games where he can just go off for twenty something points? He can't be stopped. So, but back to you, Durant. You gotta be an alpha male. Handle your business. Stop letting Patrick Beverly punk you. That's it. Stop letting him punk you. Get back to what you know what to do. Take charge of what you got right now. If this is your last season with the Golden State Warriors, you won't go out with a bang because. You're probably not going to come back next year once they open up in the new arena in San Francisco. Attack, attack, and attack. No more of this, you know, second-guessing yourself. You know what I like about Kodak Black is his, his realness. We talk about artists that's too real for them for their own goddamn good. Rappers that shouldn't even be industry bound because they're so hood. You know, we can call it whatever you want to call it with them. They just keep it well 100% however they feel, good or bad. Um, um, most notably, Kanye West. Kanye West was maybe one of the first people who I looked who I looked at was just as blatantly honest. He didn't care how he felt his, or what was his motive. He just kept it what it was. I don't want to make this into a long rant, um, but um, I'm talking about, well, not really Kanye, even though Kanye went ballistic, and he's still doing it to this day, however you want to call it, Kodak Black. Now, what do I think of Kodak Black? He is 22 years old. He's from Broward County, Florida. This man, for better, for better or worse, has been at best, you know, for the for the culture, he's been a, he's been a star, and you hate to see guys like him, especially as young as he is, just be so just be so nonchalant and just disrespectful. It's one thing to be honest, and with the comments that he said about Lauren London and about Nipsey Hussle, especially after Nipsey Hussle died, you know the fact that he even got the, the nerve to even talk about her during this time of you know even it, it was uncalled for now with the game and Tiad, you know name a few artists that came to stop you know the protest against what he said he you know they were they were they had to say something even though they're hypocrites they are they are hypocrites so even opening them up even getting involved in something that you know they also portrayed also but we're gonna, we're gonna leave it alone with that we'll put it i say coach for Kodak black because now Kodak Black is taking it to new heights right now, violating T.I.'s whole family, disrespecting them in a diss track. 
eventually and now most recently right now he just got arrested with, with gun charges Kodak you, you're too young for this crap you're too you, you get you're gonna be you're, you're, you're becoming a man right now and if you can't fix whatever situation that you got right now you better you're gonna you're gonna get killed I don't know what type of demons that's you know you're facing right now call for you to be acting the way you're acting right now. You gotta and if that's the case then there's no type of hope for you whatsoever and from there this is another person lost in the system that can't get himself out of trouble because all you know is trouble, trouble, more trouble and a, a lot more nonsense after that. Get yourself together, Kodak Black. Fix whatever you got to fix, man. We thought that you leaving Florida to LA would have changed your career. And you got a solid album, but yet you're still, you're still not letting the street go. You got to let that mentality go before you, you know, succeed and prevail in life. Congratulations to the Boston Celtics. They normally don't be sweeping teams out in the playoffs. I don't, I don't. I can't even tell you the statistic on them sweeping teams out, but they won. They beat the Pacers. I said this on my last episode that they was gonna do that, and that was about a almost a two, almost a week and a half ago when I said that with the last episode where it was strictly NBA talks about them against the Pacers. A no knock on the Pacers, but you lost your main guy, Victor Oladipo. I'm not. Sh- I don't know who's gonna also facilitate for that team. You got Sabonis. You got Fatty's Young, Turner. Uh, I'm not saying they're scrubs because they're solid players, but at the same time, they don't compare to a Kyrie Irving. You know, their scorers on the Celtics team. Kyrie can go off for 40, maybe 50 points on a, on his sleep. Gordon Hayward, once healthy, can go off for 30. Jalen Brown can, as young as he is, he can get. He can give you 30. So is Jason Tatum. Al Horford, he he played. He could give you a double double on a solid year himself. Marcus Smart, Morris, Rogier himself also can go for thirty if he want to. This team is eight mans deep right now, and they play very well. And they showed you right now in this series that they can. They, their chemistry is back right now. Any doubt about them? We had in the regular season when it was struggling, when it was not finding the rhythm, when it was talking about them being the best team in the East right now. But at the same time, they couldn't find their way. Brad Stevens, you know, questioning, can he even be the head coach of this team? So for the most part right now, those those has all been erased for right now. But they're all about they did it. They did a sweep. That's all. It has, they had to handle the business and they handled their business as we all expected them to. Anything less than a sweep would maybe have been devastating because now you start having questions about the chemistry and what's going to happen with this team going forward. Those questions, we don't have to worry about those questions. Answers have been solved right now. Celtics are going to the next round. Shout out to the Pacers. They did everything they can right now, even for a fifth seed. Despite losing all of the people, this team even got into they, they It's not like they fell back. They still played very well to the point where they got into the fifth seed. And they made it to the playoffs with a 48-win team still. So, salute to the Pacers. Hopefully, Victor Oban Depot, once you know he's done dropping his album and doing his rehab, can focus strictly back on basketball and and get you know 
and hopefully they get more pieces around this young guy. He's definitely an up-and-coming star when healthy. And he's still a young man, like 23, 24, 25 at least, I'm sorry. So hopefully something good goes for this guy, and hopefully he can improve. Celtics, congratulations to you. And we'll see who you face. Like I said, if it's number one seed, you're going to definitely face the Bucks. Or You know, odds on favorite is it will be the Bucks. And... We're going to see how it goes. Uh, before I get to this segment or intermission or, um, for my brief sponsors, I just want to get this out of the way. Just give it a couple of minutes. And it's with the Mueller report and I guess whatever type of documents that came out of this. Personally, I don't even care no more. I don't care about Trump, you know, being impeached. I don't care if he gets shot. I don't care if he gets fired. I don't care if he's still president. I personally don't care no more about this report or, or lack of it or whatever they're trying to find. Democrats are wasting too much energy right now trying to prove a, a narrative and the point of trying to get rid of them. Conservatives, liberal, left-wingers, right-wingers, green corp, however, the lobbyists, big money programs, and all the above that's, that's messed up in Washington, D.C., we vote for assholes that we believe can fix America, and yet we're still we're going tit for tat, complaining for all the wrong reasons and all the nonsense out here. I'll just say like this: I don't care for the Mueller report. I don't care what's said in there. I don't care what's not said in it. The truth of the matter is, Trump is still president, and as much nonsense he has talked about, we still have him there. If that wasn't the case, we would have been impeached him. Democrats, you're talking too much about doing impeachment. You're not going to impeach him. If that was the case, y'all have made process already. Y'all have made all the votes necessary to even make this happen. All I'm hearing is people talking about it. I don't care for talks. If you're going to do it, just do it and shut up. As for Republicans right now, y'all forever talking shit. Right out loud, believe it or not, whether you're right or right on wrong, I don't care. And goes for the Democrats. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm mad I'm, I'm still even a Democrat when I don't even really rep what they even idolized anyway because, truth be told, they're talking a lot of bullshit. Republicans have been forever talking bullshit. That's why I don't even say anything to them. And I can't relate to them anyway. I hope that some, some, you know, some clarity is now, you know, you know, not even clarity. You know, I just, I hope that right now we can move forward. And now, you know, 2020, we can focus on that part and maybe get a better result as whoever's going to be the next president. Trump still got this year and next year to, you know, still do his little dirty work and talk as much shit he wants to. And as, as Americans, we just got to take it for what it is. It is not pretty. It's going to probably be more nonsense that comes out of this. And hell, somebody's going to get cursed out or maybe fired from this shit. Trump damn near fired almost half the people he hired when he first became president. Maybe more. And there's going to be a lot more before he leaves. Truth, the truth, truth be told, Trump could either step down and hope, well, he's not even going to step down. So uh, we're going to only assume that the next time he does step down or get kicked out of 2025. And if not, who cares? Before I leave this episode, um, give me a couple minutes. I want to just break it down. It's not that I have any problems with Notre Dame or Notre Dame, however you want to call the shit. My thing is with this whole church that's been 
maybe one or maybe the, one of the oldest buildings or structures in the world if not the oldest it's not the building itself i got no issues with it because i don't know what it means or what it stands for maybe after today after i'm finished up i'll, I'll probably go on youtube and google and just look it up and maybe when i come back on another episode i can tell you maybe i was either inaccurate or maybe harsh and maybe as most times show no type of empathy to the shit i just go off what i'm seeing and hearing and at first glance i just talk my shit but for listen i'm everything i'm saying right now is unfiltered it's coming from my mouth is without even doing any type of research it's just what i have seen for the last couple of days ever since this big fire almost destroyed half you know destroyed all of it I don't care for Notre Dame or Dom or however you want to call the words. Don't really care for it. To be honest, and not because of the, just the church. I just don't care because people, you see how many banks and how many people has made pledges to just donate billions of dollars to a church. No, I'm getting wrong. I'm pretty, it has sentimental values to the people, whoever goes there and see it, who's been touched by what this church has given to them. But at the same time, I don't get it to the fact that people who pledge so much money to this, when there's so much more problems in the world today right now, and I don't want to sound like a hater, especially when they use that word out of they use that word way too much right now and that's a trend every time i hear hater you hate this you hate that just because you're hating it i'm not hating a church i'm not hating no type of church at all i don't not i don't want y'all this i don't want to sound like i have no type of empathy but right now I, I, this is a church we're talking about what this was bound to happen eventually not every church is meant to stay Stay, stay intact forever. Not one at all. This was, uh, <coughs> ooh, sorry. This was bound to happen. This was bound to happen, and I don't see why anybody's shocking all over this church. This church survived so much turmoil, so much wars, civil war, international war, and at many times. One of the number one spots, too, sorry, spots where terrorists could just blow it up. If anything, this is probably the least of all the other bad stuff that could have happened. A fire. And, well, you know, a fire happened. Doesn't mean it can't be repaired. And it doesn't mean it can't be refixed. It might not be as original as, you know, anybody wanted it, but it's going to be fixed. It's going to come back to what it is. It's going to probably look brand spanking new and it it survived the test of time for almost 900 years i'm pretty sure it was time to upgrade this you know one way or another i you know i like i said still not trying to say that i got any beef with the church because well i'm gonna have something against a church that i've never seen before this is with the people that decides that they can spend so much money on this artifact or landmark but yet they can't fix the problems around the world billions of dollars being made to restore this church in about what this church could be probably fixed in the next six to seven years maybe they refix it six to seven years and you still have extra money left because honestly how much is, how much is this, how much is it going to cost to really restore this church to its full entirety ain't a billion dollars i, I will hope not a billion dollars is not going to cost much to fix one church 
So my thing is all that money that everybody's pledging, supporting, they make it seem like it's people that got killed. People wasn't killed in this. Maybe injured, maybe, but not nobody died. Everybody, to my knowledge, was already out of it already. There's too way too much support for a structural building. Yes, it might have gave, you know, maybe what sentimental value or feelings to people. Maybe people who lives in that area maybe felt more hurt because of what happened to it. It stands for something to them. I ain't against it. As I said, I'm not big on church, but at the same time. There's certain things you should not disrespect, and that's one of the places, one of the stuff I want to disrespect. So, I ain't hating on no type of church, but I am gonna say that the whole fact that people is from money to just fix one church when there's hundreds and hundreds of other things that could be fixed around this world is is pathetic. That's my stand. My stand is not against Notre Dame. And I don't want to make it, I don't want nobody to take it out of content saying that I hate Notre Dame. I can't hate something I've never seen before. Now, when I'm done with this episode, I truly scroll through Google or YouTube and watch the structure and watch it. The only time I heard of Notre Dame was when I watched the Disney movie, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's it. After that, and Notre, Notre Dame, you know, college football and basketball. That's about it. Anything else? I, I don't know anything else about when it comes to this church at all. But I, I admit, I'm not the smartest person in the world. So, don't take me at my word. I will go down and listen to the stories, and I will watch clips of this church and why it meant so much to people. Maybe I have a better perspective, and if I do, or if I don't, I'll make a you know. Maybe I'll put, put this part of the segment into one of the episodes or I'll make it into a full-length rant explaining why I still feel the same way or different. But for right now, that's unfiltered. People's going too hard on this church when there's so much other stuff that could be helped right now. Them billions of dollars could, fix, could help save a country, you know, fix the infrastructure. And I, you know I, why, why am I even explaining? I think everybody knows by now that's... That's what it, you can do that. People know the 1% of this world can save 99% of this. The fact that that's not being done today, still, after all this time with the issues we're facing right now in this world, it shows how pathetic that we are as human beings. And sooner or later, when it comes to climate changes, war, even water, guns and everything... We're just one melting pot away from nuclear war. From this whole planet being destroyed at any given day. And even now, we're just still, we're still like a ticking time bomb. Waiting for somebody just to light the flame to the whole bomb and just blow everything up. I'm going to leave this as it is. This is all I got to say for today. I'm going to watch... The whole Notre Dame church and look at why it's so important to people. So that way, next episode, I do come back. I guarantee you, I will come back with it either as a segment or just a full length front. And I'll tell you where I stand with this. But how I stand right now, unfilteredly, so much billions of dollars is being spent on this church.
which I don't feel like it is going to cost $1 billion to fix this. Where $1 billion, hands down, can fix so many other places. America, in America, for the fact that y'all even don't donate money, whoever you are in America, when Flint could be fixed, so many different areas in America could be fixed, but that's just how I feel. I'm going to just go back to YouTube and Google and, l- and watch, you know, why the church is so special to people. And by then, I'll give you my take. I don't want to make any, I don't want to make this any longer than I should. But this is my little quick rant, even though this wasn't even quick at all. It's probably 10 minutes. And I'm going to leave it as that. Check out the Let Burn Rant podcast. L-E-T-B-U-R-N-R-A-N-T. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, am I in anywhere else? You can, in the you know, podcast world, you can find me on, like I said, Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and iTunes Podcasts, and any other lesser podcast that's around the podcast world. I'm OG Bernie. Enjoy your day. Peace, love, and hair grease. Burn.